Hello, and welcome to the Amber Live interviews. This is Russell, producer and co-host of Amber Live. We want to remind you to subscribe to us both here and at youtube.com slash amberlive. You don't want to miss a moment of Amber LeMay, the Larry King of drag queens. There's so much more to the show than just the interviews that Amber does each week. We have hundreds of interviews, comedy sketches, songs, and more on YouTube that you can watch anytime. But in the meantime, you can listen to the amazing interviews right here. Now enjoy this episode of Amber Live Interviews. Now, Cleta Rorex was our guest on February 5th, 2021, and it was one of her final interviews. She passed away just this past June on the 19th. Her obituary appeared in the New York Times, the Washington Post, and many other publications. Cleta Rorex was born in Denver on July 23rd, 1943. Her mother was a school teacher and a dance instructor. Her father, who lost his leg saving his father's life in a mining accident, served for 30 years as clerk of Route County in Colorado. The couple had adopted Rorix when she was a baby. Her son attributed her sensitivity to those who struggle in life, in part to her experience as an adoptee, as well as to the difficulties she saw her father face because of his disability. Ms. Rorex received a bachelor's degree from the University of Colorado in Boulder in 1973. In 1974, she was elected county clerk for Boulder County. Now, Ms. Rorex said that when she first granted a same-sex marriage license in 1975, she did not know anyone who was openly gay. She said she simply saw the petition as a matter of legal rights, not unlike the ones she fought for on behalf of women as a feminist. It didn't take long for the Colorado Attorney General to declare that state law did not permit the issuance of same-sex marriage licenses. Cleela realized that she soon would be recalled and left her position as county clerk before her term expired. It was a question of, am I going to be the one to take away such a right if this right exists? Ms. Rorex said in a 2015 interview, and I could never have lived with that. Well, here is that interview from February 2021 with this amazing person. Picture it. Boulder, Colorado, 1975. Um, people were wearing mood rings and playing with a Rubik's Cube. And they had pet rocks and were wearing leisure suits. The song of the year was Love Will Keep Us Together from Captain and Tennille. Uh, movies that were out were uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest and Jaws. Gerald Ford was president, and Saturday Night Live, The Jeffersons, Starsky and Hutch, and Phyllis were top TV shows. That was 1975. Someone else who was active in 1975 was our next guest, Cleela Rolex. Cleela, come on in. Hi there, Cleela. Hi, Amber. So, hi there. So, all right, 1975. What were you doing in 1975? I think I wore a mood ring. <laughs> in 1975, I was sworn in early in January as the Boulder County Clerk and Recorder. I ran in 1974, and honestly, I credit Nixon with my election and all the other Democrats in, in Boulder <laughs> County at that time because we had a sweep, finally, and Democrats still hold the courthouse. Okay, so what what had you been doing? Is that you? 
Yeah, believe it or not. Oh, I, my goodness. That's adorable. So what were you doing before you became clerk recorder? Well, I was a secretary slash administrative assistant up at the University of Colorado. And um, I was in the process. I, I had just gotten divorced, single parent. <clears throat> and I was a feminist of the second wave feminist group. And so consciousness raising groups were a huge inspiration for me to give me courage and to make change in my own personal life. And so you decided to run for public office. The reason I did was because I went to a meeting where the Democratic Party was talking about who would replace the current clerk who'd been there 30 years and retiring. And they said that it had to be a man, a male candidate. And I was so pissed off about it. <laughs> I went back to the my consciousness raising group and they said, well, if you feel that way about it, why don't you run? And since my father had served in um, <clears throat> Route County over by Steamboat, Colorado for 30 years as a county clerk, I thought, well, by osmosis, I surely know some things, right? With that, I ran. All right. So I'm sorry. I was doing some math. Back in 1975, I was 19 years old. You mm -hmm. couldn't have been much older than that. I was 31. Okay. Well, girl, you're looking good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you're, you're clerk. You're clerk. And then what? something happened that put you on the map. What was that? Well, it didn't take long. Around the first part of March, these two guys came in uh, together and asked for a marriage license. They were from Colorado Springs, which is still a very, very, very conservative town. Yes. <laughs> they went to the clerk there to ask for a marriage license. And she said, well, we don't do that kind of thing here, but go to Boulder. <laughs> Boulder already had a reputation. <laughs> and so um, that's how I found them on my doorstep. And they had a specific reason for wanting to be married. They wanted to qualify for the Homestead Act and get some land. All right. So, I mean, that wasn't legal or practiced anywhere else, was it? Uh, not to my knowledge. I didn't immediately say yes to them. In fact, I asked our district attorney to give me a legal opinion. And as it turns out, the Colorado marriage um, law at that time did not specify that marriage had to be specifically between a man and a woman. It just was mute on the subject. And so the district attorney said that it was up to me. He gave, he said, it's your decision. That was a heavy load, but, uh, I guess while I was waiting for his opinion, in retrospect, I think about that. And I think I always knew what decision I would make, that I would say yes. So by saying yes, you gave them the license. Did they have to do anything else to get officially married? Well, yes, they had to go get married by a minister in those days it was usually you know somebody in the church that performed weddings uh-huh is that the is that the couple that we just saw is that yes the, oh, so um what were the repercussions 
all hell broke loose. <laughs> I think about how I, I would have probably not survived it if social media had been a factor in those days. I got plenty of hate mail as it was, hate calls. And uh, in fact, an entire church in the community that I currently live in uh, wrote letters to me, more than one church. And pastors preached against me, said I was creating a Sodom and Gomorrah in Boulder. Yeah, that was one of the biggest arguments, Sodom and Gomorrah. And so that was, uh, <clears throat> that was how the reaction was. And because it was so severe. I also became very much in disfavor with my own political party, the Democrats. They were furious that I did something like this. But even though they talked big about overturning those licenses or passing legislation that would overturn it, they were too cowardly really to stick their neck out and do it. They thought it would just go away perhaps, but um, I issued, I continued to issue licenses six altogether. And then the state attorney general issued an opinion that perhaps my licenses would be disingenuous to gay couples, making them think they had rights that they really didn't have. And so at that point, my district attorney suggested that I stop, and I did. So what what happened to those six couples? Well, I have a friend that managed to track most of them down a few years ago. A number of them have passed away. Um, one couple actually had a formal legal action taken to annul their marriage. And I didn't know that at the time, but that the judge validated those licenses by the annulment. The fifth couple is the couple that I finally, finally years later got to meet and befriend. And they befriended me, I should say. They were um, making a film and about their life, 12 years of their life together. They were together for more than 40 years. And they had been, been together for a number of years when they came to get a license. They saw me made fun of basically on the Johnny Carson show. <laughs> and with that, they thought, this is all that's standing against us for um, Tony, who's Australian. The couple were Tony Sullivan and Richard Adams. Tony was Australian and he was gonna be deported. So they wanted the license to fight uh, immigration. And they, they did a great service to the LGBT community because they took their case all the way up to um, circuit court in California. And of course they were denied. They were, Tony was deported by none other than Judge Kennedy, who later became Justice Kennedy in the Supreme Court. And uh, as you know, in 2015, when the, the court ruled for same gender marriage, Justice Kennedy was a yes vote. So perhaps he was thinking of Tony and Richard and the vote that we had taken so many years ago. 
So, Kalila, you were honored or your actions were honored a few years ago. Well, tell me about that. Mm. Well, let's see. Maybe you're thinking about our local outboulder group who a few years ago, uh, several years ago now, uh, created an award to give each year to, uh, it was called Allies in Action. And so every year they give, give this award to an ally who has just been there, been there as an activist or been there working behind the scenes to support the LGBTQ community. And uh, maybe that's what you're talking about. Uh, well, I heard a plaque was uh, erected at, uh, at your- Oh, at your that's what you're talking about. Oh, hey, okay. That was more recent really. Um, okay. Yes, the National Historic Society, uh, there it is, um, gave the old courthouse where my office was positioned, National Historic Designation based on those marriage licenses. And um, in fact, the Colorado History Society is at this moment trying to upgrade that recognition to landmark status. So we will see. But the plaque was uh, created by the Boulder County Commissioners. And it was, I was hesitant about this whole thing, but I was so glad that they went ahead and did it because the plaque was very, it's very nice. And it's right on the outside at the front of the courthouse. And that night when they, we had a, they had a, unveiling and so many people showed up and I, I just was so grateful and so moved that they showed up for this unveiling of that plaque. And I thought that the best thing that that plaque really could do is maybe when young people pass by it, they will see that Boulder County is there to think about them and to support them. And that's just one of the, the things that I, I hope for. I hope the message is. Cleela, I, I'm, my friends will find this hard to believe, but I'm almost speechless. Uh, it's, <laughs> I, I just love you, love your story. Thank you. Thank you. Thank You're you. Welcome. So Cleela, I, I, I forgot to ask you something. Someone told me a story about you and a horse. Let's hear that story. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, after I issued a couple of licenses, um, this guy showed up at the courthouse, uh, Roz Howard, and he had his horse, Dolly, with him. And I looked out my window. I could see this happening, and I thought, oh, my God, the media was all over the place. He'd set this up. So he came in to get a license for him and Dolly, and he said, uh, if a man can marry a man, a woman can marry a woman. Why can't a tired old cowboy marry his favorite horse, Dolly? So I just went through the motions of beginning to write out the license for him, not having any idea what I would do. And finally, I came to the question on age, Dolly's age. She was, uh, she was only eight, I think he said. And I just put my pin down and said, well, I'm sorry, but she's not old enough to get married. Without <laughs> I didn't know I could love you more, Cleo. <laughs> I did. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
Okay. Oh my goodness. Thank oh, very you. Very nice to talk to you. Thank you. Oh, oh my goodness. Wow. I chills, almost tears, just what it took back in 1975 to do that. Clela, thank you. <sighs> yes, thanks those those guys. They put it all together. I had everything else planned. Nope, it's out the window. Thank you so much for watching tonight. Thank you, um, and I really appreciate uh, being a, uh, being still here to do this. So thank you. I'll be back next week. Hope you will be too. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Amber Live Interviews. Remember to subscribe to us so you don't miss a single minute of the fun. And remember, it is your support that keeps us going. You can make a donation through this podcast by using our Venmo at RJD Pro or by visiting us at amberlive.tv and clicking on the support Amber Live button. Thank you. Live from the House of LeMay makeup and dressing room. Here comes Amber. Stop what you're doing. Here comes Amber. Yeah.